This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 5th, 2017. Game plan. Connection Church. That was awesome. My name is Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. That's one. That's one. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Almighty God, it is so good to laugh. It's good to relax. It's good to be in your house as we worship you with our, with our song, with our music, and with our very lives. And now, God, settle us in that we might receive your word found in Scripture, that we could apply it to our lives and be changed and transformed by it. Thank you, God, for your grace, that unconditional love that you give us, even when we don't realize it. God, we just thank you for your presence with us this morning and the message that you've given us to share. May you get all the glory. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody gathered and said, Amen. All right, Super Bowl Sunday. Woohoo! Try to keep it down, Kerry. Don't get too. We'll get too worked up here. Okay, I'm, I'm a good sport about this, so just to get things rolling, we've got the top 10 of Super Bowl trivia. Ready? Little drum roll, please. Here we go. Number 10. First two Super Bowls were not called that. The name was not coined until Super Bowl th- three. Number nine. The Super Bowl is broadcast in 25 languages. Number eight. Of those watching the game, only 43% are watching for the football, 25 for the commercials, 15 just to hang out, and 12% for the halftime show. I'm in the 15. Number seven. The jerseys wearing, the teams wearing white jerseys are 11 to 1. I guess they've won 11 games. Can you say this, Alan? Yeah, they've won 11 out of the last 12 games. All right, and guess who wears the white jersey? Who's wearing white today? Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Anyway. Number six. 92% of the adults who've bet on the Super Bowl have lost money doing so. Number five. Fans will consume an estimated 1.3 billion chicken wings, according to Forbes magazine. Number four. The Super Bowl trophy is made by Tiffany's and Company and costs $25,000. All right. Don't you think we could use that 25 grand instead? Yes. Number three, and this is none of us. 1.5 million people will call in sick to work the Monday after the Super Bowl. Number two, 30 second ad in 1966 cost just 37,500 for the Super Bowl. Today, the minimum 30 second ad is five million. And number one is in 2015, 47% of viewers were female. In 1966, the Super Bowl won. It was just 34%. You go, girls. Okay. Think about chicken wings, huh? Huh? That's a lot of wings, even for me. (laughs) 
1.33 billion. Okay, so that's all interesting stuff. So, but what's the Super Bowl have to do with us today, other than maybe some of us like Carrie are huge fans and will be participating in Super Bowl activities? Well, planning is absolutely a crucial part of that Super Bowl. I mean, if you're going to spend $5 million on a 30-second commercial, you better be sure there's some planning going into it. I'm sure the city of Houston did some planning since there's 140,000 extra people in that city this week. Everyone who has a Super Bowl party, uh, I can be pretty sure, did at least a little bit of planning for it. And you can be guaranteed that both of those teams, the Falcons and Patriots, have a game plan that constitutes every single aspect of the game. They have planned it to the nth degree. Well, they may start with a game plan, but the question is, will they be able to stay with the same game plan? I mean, if, if one team plans to, to run the ball a whole lot and then the other team figures that out and starts blocking and then the score runs up the way the other team doesn't want to, I'm, that's my extent of it. That, <laughs> I, I'm just saying they got to change the game plan. Sounds like the right thing to me, Carrie. Yep. Anyway, in life sometimes like that, though, for each of us, where you had a game plan that kind of worked on paper, but then reality is a whole different ball game when, when you try to work that game plan out in life. And it's often because of things we don't foresee circumstances beyond our control, challenges we didn't expect. Maybe, maybe you found that to be the case once or twice in your life. I know we have. Uh, you know, you had this plan that should have worked, but then something happened, something beyond your control. Usually it involves some kind of a loss. Maybe it was the loss of health, or maybe the loss of a job, or Maybe it was the loss of a relationship, a marriage even. Maybe it was the loss of, uh, of your job, whatever. The list goes on, but usually it's some kind of loss. And when the loss happens, everything changes, especially the plan that you had, your game plan. The old plan isn't going to work anymore, and you've got to get a new game plan in place. Drew Brees is a professional quarterback, and he found that his game plan changed. Check out his story. You go to Sunday school, um, you enjoy hearing the, the, the Bible stories, and then you go uh, to you know the big the big sermon, the big church, and you sit there and I'm just, you know, me and my brother just kinda hitting each other, just wondering when it's gonna get over. <laughs> second to last game of the season, third round of the playoffs. Um, I was the starting quarterback. Um, I suffered a torn ACL in my knee. It was devastating, devastating for me. Junior high school too, this was when you're supposed to get recruited and just all of these things. I had to wait to have surgery for a month because they had to let the MCL heal before they repaired the ACL and then I was still on crutches and it was just, I'd hit that point. I had seen friends have that injury and never come back quite the same. So what I thought was just gonna be my life, sports, I felt like was being stripped away from me. And I remember sitting in church on my 17th birthday and sitting in that same pew where my brother and I used to just goof around and never pay attention. And for some reason that day, it was different. And I was locked in um, on the pastor as he was sitting there talking about how the Lord was looking for a few good men to carry on his kingdom, to spread his word and to live the life that, that he had planned for them. And, 
that spoke to me. And it was at that moment that I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart and knew that there was something that was bigger planned for me than just sports. My fifth season, going into an off season in which I did not have a contract, I was gonna be a free agent. I get hurt the very last game of the 2005 season with the San Diego Chargers. I've never dislocated anything in my life, but I knew exactly what happened. And I knew too that besides maybe like a broken neck or something, that that is the absolute worst injury that I could ever have asked for for a quarterback. As I'm walking off the field with my shoulder stuck like this because it was dislocated, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm probably never gonna put on a Charger uniform again. And then it hits me that, you know what, I might not ever play football again. A few short months later, uh, my wife and I were taking a visit to uh, New Orleans, who uh, was six months post-Katrina, and we're just looking at the, the sheer devastation and just saying, I'm not going to trust what I see with my eyes here because my eyes are telling me not to come here. <laughs> and yet my heart, my soul, the Lord is telling me that this is our calling. Uh, it's not about just coming to play football and be a part of the resurgence of a, a football team or an organization, but it's about the resurrection and rebirth of a city, and we can be a part of that. We score, the Colts are driving, we get the interception, we go score, now we're at 14 with three minutes left, and yet you're still thinking, I know Peyton Manning, I know this this team. In your mind, you're going through all these scenarios of what you're gonna have to do still, and then we get the ball back um, to basically take a knee to win the game, and it wasn't until that moment that, all right, we are world champions. I think we as, as people, we want to see and touch and feel in order for it to be real for us. And yet, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, I'll tell you, you'll be led by faith and not by sight. You know, so much of life is that. It's, it's faith in God, knowing that he's got a plan. And at times you don't understand it, and you're not going to see it. Um, and yet you just have to trust and you have to have faith. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And Drew said, for we live by faith, not by sight. So walking or living by faith uh, and not by sight is really a scary thing. It's scary because for most of us, we like knowing what's going to happen. We like seeing and, and working a plan and being able to like see the future with with our eyes, I mean, we have a plan, we develop the plan, and that plan needs to meet our expectations, and it's a plan we're in charge of. Drew Brees in the video uh, said to us, don't always trust what your eyes see. Because God speaks in different ways. God spoke to Drew and his wife's heart, not his eyes. You see, his eyes, their eyes were telling them that New Orleans was not a good place, that it was just a devastating place for them and actually um, something that they needed to avoid, but their hearts said differently. Their hearts said that it was a disaster that needed their help. And so I love the way this was said. They were perfect people for an imperfect situation. Do you know 
that you may be the perfect person for an imperfect situation to be used by God in a, a, a way that only, you know, God can call you to. God spoke to them through their hearts. You know, we've, we think a lot and, you know, our heart, but there needs to be this connection, and that's how God speaks to us. They listened, and they were blessed by it. Hmm. As we shared last week when we started this church with 14 families, we scraped together from those families, like in a week, enough money to cover our first rent and some carpet and some chairs, but, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of of money to, to spend on like sound equipment and stuff. So our game plan was to borrow equipment to get started, which we did. We, we borrowed a projector from the conference office. We're part of Methodist Church from the Methodist conference office. We borrowed a projector. We, uh, we borrowed a soundboard from, uh, from Cornerstone. I, I borrowed a set of drums uh, from a friend who had some drums from my previous church. And um, a young couple in our church was part of a, sing a Christian singing group. They had some equipment. Her father managed the group, so he uh, agreed to, to lend us that equipment. I was thinking for maybe a couple months until we could purchase some, but turned out he was letting us borrow it for one week. <laughs> we had one service, and it was time to find some new equipment. Woo, talk about a change of game plan. Well, we didn't know where else to borrow it, so uh, the guy out of that singing group and I went down to Baltimore to uh, Mars Music and to the Guitar Center. That's the two places we went back and forth to see which was the better deal. And uh, this young man was like a kid in a candy shop with microphones and cables. And we still have a couple of speakers in the garage there from, that we bought down there that day on that spending spree where our MasterCard was ringing up the tune of about $4,500. Not expected before that week. Well, yeah, that was our personal MasterCard because, as I said, we didn't have any money and it was... Uh, they were putting so much onto it that that day while they were shopping, I had a card, I had a phone call from MasterCard saying, your card has a lot of activity, activity that it had never seen before. <laughs> and um, it's like, yeah, Hello. yeah, that, that's okay, that's us. But, but here's the thing, we had to have it. We, we only had a few days to get it, so because Sunday always keeps coming. And... Um, <laughs> So it was part of the deal because when we started the church, when God called us to start the church, we had to step out in faith more than once. I mean, and then it became not just us, but it became a lot of people who were part of that plan. In fact, I'm wondering, you know, we've talked about the 14 families. Who was here in the first year of Connection Community Church? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know. You know. Well, that's one, one and one on this. Because we had to walk by faith, not by sight. Did we know that we were going to get paid back? Well, we figured it, but that's not why we did it. We did it because God told us to, and the church did pay us back within a few months. And um, again, it would have been okay if it didn't happen because we walk by faith. Not we, but we walk by faith not by sight, not just as a church, certainly as a church, but we're talking about in our individual lives as well. Walk by faith, not by sight. The Life Journal reading plan, the plan we're encouraging everybody to participate in, the plan where we read through the Bible in a year, today's New Testament reading in that plan is chapter 12 from the book called The Acts of the Apostles, often shortened to just Acts. In this chapter, we find Peter, Peter, one of Jesus' closest followers. Peter's in prison. 
He's in prison for being a Christ follower, for telling the story of Jesus. That's why he's in prison. He's guarded by four soldiers while the church, the people of the church, are away from there, and they're just earnestly praying for him. Now, the night before Peter was to be brought to trial and most likely executed, he's in prison asleep between two soldiers. He's bound by two chains, and the other soldiers are guarding the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appears. A light shines in the cell. The angel hits Peter on the side, waking him and telling him to get up as the chains fall from his wrists, and the angel leads Peter out of the prison to freedom. Isn't that an awesome story? Now, this is the same Peter who three years before had, um, he was a fisherman, and one day he was fishing, and Jesus walks by and says, Drop your net and follow me. I will make you fishers of men, fishers of people, not just fish. And I doubt Peter had in mind that that was going to happen. I mean, he probably was going to build up his business and have a little nest egg with his wife and children and grandchildren and have a little villa by the Sea of Galilee. And, you know, we all have these little plans in our little lives. A little vacation spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little, but you know what? retirement home. God's plan... <laughs> was different for Peter. God's plan was different. Not as safe, but better. It was a walk by faith, not by sight plan. A walk by faith, not by sight plan. And Peter followed this plan. Peter followed God's game plan, which meant that he would, in fact, walk with Jesus for three years along with the 11 others. And it was also the same Peter who just before Jesus was arrested or when Jesus was in, in the court and being arrested and just before he was crucified, it was Peter that denied ever knowing Christ, not once or twice, but three times. Same guy. But then it was the same guy who professed after Christ had risen, yes, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, knowing that it could cost him his very life. And so ultimately, Peter did lean into and live out God's game plan for his life, not his own game plan. Hmm. As we saw in the Drew Brees video, God's plans for us will always require that we see through the eyes of faith. Say that with me, will you? God's plans for us will always require that we see through the eyes of faith. Now, we're experiencing this right now with this building plan we have up on 301. You know, we, we know enough, we've seen God work enough in this project that we're going to faithfully move forward on this thing, confident that God will continue to knock down the, the, uh, the barriers as they arise, confident that the money we need is going to faithfully be given, confident as we walk by faith. And we can do that because so far we've seen God conquer every obstacle with a miracle. The bigger the obstacle, the bigger the miracle. Removing barriers that we thought were immovable. Giving us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to see God in action and to see what God do, what God does best. And that is do miracles. Give us the opportunity to reinforce what we've said all along in this church with God all, All things, things are, possible. are possible. And so in the video with Drew Brees, there's, there's this one line. Actually, he said a lot of good stuff, but there's this one thing that we want to bring out. The most unlikely situations 
often help us experience God through the eyes of faith. Think about that. The most unlikely situations, that means that when things aren't predictable, that means that when uh, the game plan suddenly shifts and we're like, oh my goodness, and we need to begin to depend on God as if our life depended on it, which it does. So the question today for all of us is, what about God's game plan for your life? What about that? What does that look like? Now, for some of you, it might be taking one more step toward a relationship with Jesus. Just one more step trusting him with a little bit more of your life. And then one more where eventually you've come to find that it's okay to just surrender it all and trust God with God's game plan for your life. For me, that was not a lightning bolt experience, but it was a gradual unfolding as I got to know Jesus more and more, where one day I realized that I was all in. What does it look like for you? Now, for some of you who have already accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, it might be giving Jesus a little bit more of who you are. We all have these nooks and crannies inside where we're like, okay, I'm going to just keep this over here. I'm going to keep my fist clenched. It could be a little bit of greed. It could be a little bit of envy. It could be jealousy. It could be unforgiveness. I don't know what it is. But those are the things that we're talking about to those of us who are walking it out with Christ. What is God's game plan in that area of your life? Only you can answer that. Only you know what that is. Because we believe that God does talk to each one of us in the way, you know, to get our attention. And sometimes it's like, where are you? Where are you? But just keep leaning in. Keep, keep going. Keep going. And lean into God's game plan for your life. Is it comfortable? No. Is it the best? Absolutely. And so I'm going to say a prayer, and it is a combination of like a sinner's prayer, meaning I'm going to accept Christ, I'm a sinner, and just a general game plan prayer. So let's bow our heads. Almighty God, I confess that I, um, I turn from you, we all do, in various ways of our, in our lives, and forgive us, and thank you for that that we can be uh, always received in, that there's nothing we could do to have you not um, accept us and love us. God, I also know that there are some people in this room that are taking one more step closer to accepting a relationship with you, accepting the gift of love that only you can give, a gift that we can't, buy or bargain for, we can't do good works for, but it's just there for us to receive. And when we do, um, well, then we're walking in your game plan. So, uh, God, I just pray a covering over those who are just taking one more step, all of us taking one more step to realize that plan, your purpose and plan for our lives. We thank you, Lord, 
that you order our steps. And now I would just ask for you to help us submit to that. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What we've shared today is good news for all of us because the good news is that God does have a game plan for every single one of your lives. Let's live that and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church.